Hey, Forge fans, Anthony Urcioli here, your digital host, and it is your weekly focus on Forge as part of the Forge Audio Network. Anyone that's been in Hamilton long enough or followed sports in Hamilton long enough knows about the notorious wind at Hamilton's stadium, now known as Tim Hortons Field. Of course, before that, Iverwind Stadium. Um, it was the Civic Stadium even before that. That grounds has had a stadium located there for a very long time. And for as long as anyone can remember, wind has been a topic of conversation. It seems odd, but hear me out for a sec. Um, anyone, again, anyone that's been there, you've experienced it. It's It, it seems to defy all laws of physics it's unpredictable it changes it swirls it's like you're in some kind of a wind tunnel and we know how that's affected football in the past especially the kickers and now it's something that our soccer players have had to adjust to now the wind can be especially challenging for goalkeepers you know forge fc's tristan henry who is one of the more active and aggressive keepers in canadian soccer he has to account for the conditions. Yeah, it changes the way the ball moves in the air. Um, sometimes it speeds up, sometimes it slows down, changes direction. Um, but you just try and deal with it for better as you can. Is there, are there added challenges being an aggressive goalkeeper as you are? Uh, yeah, just, like I said, just judging the win. Um, like every cross, every shot is different. You just have to make sure you take the time to, to judge it as best as you can and make the decision. In the challenging and unpredictable weather conditions at Tim Hortons Field and in Hamilton over the last week or so could be considered symbolic of the start of the 2022 Canadian Premier League season for Forge. The club has dominated possession in the first two matches and they feel that they were the better club in both. However, Forge remains winless 0-1-1 heading into their home match against FC Edmonton on Saturday. Yeah, I think we're doing the right things on the field. We just have to tighten up a couple of things in the back um, and just finish off our chances. But like I said, we, we usually start off pretty slow. And uh, the season's not won or lost in the first month or two. So we just have to keep going and trust the process. Yeah, now finishing has been an area where Forge has been looking to improve through their first two matches. And the season opener against Pacific FC, I promise I'll start bringing them. I'll, I'll stop bringing up that match. But... Let's just go back to it for a moment because Forge had 65% of the possession and finished with 13 shot attempts in that match. However, only three of those attempts hit the target and Forge lost 2-1. Now, if any club can withstand dropping points early in a season, it's the one from Hamilton. Since the CPL's inception in 2019, Forge is a combined 1-3-4 and four in its first two matches of a season and they've been outscored 13-9 in those games. Now, despite that, Forge has appeared in each of the first three CPL finals, winning two of them. They've also enjoyed unprecedented success in CONCACAF play. All right, joining us now on the Forge Audio Network is Oliver Platt, Canadian Premier League analyst for One Soccer. Uh, welcome, Oliver. Th through the, the, the first two matches, um, you know, I've never seen a team more relaxed than Forge after starting a, a season winless like this. And obviously, it's something they've just become accustomed to, starting slow and finishing strong. In those first two matches, I, did you see a team that just isn't too worried about the earlier results, so to speak? 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's an accident that they've started, you know, each season slowly now. Um, I think it's just kind of part of the process that they go through, right? You know, the reality is this league is designed in a way where it's not about being the best team over the course of the entire season. It's about being the best team at the end of the season. And so, you know, turn, being the best, looking like the best team in the CPL on day one doesn't necessarily lend itself to, you know, going down that path of peaking at the right time. And so I think, Bobby Smoniotis has always been, you know, no matter what kind of state his squad has been in, and, and this year there's probably been a bit more change on that front, he's always been about, you know, building the style of play, building the identity of the team, easing into the season and, and growing the team as the season goes on with a view to, you know, being at their best when it comes to, to October, November. So this is no different. Um, I think there's definitely been some good signs there with Forge, but yeah, that, that does seem to be the approach they take year in, year out, and, and it's worked pretty well so far. Yeah, and you look at the offseason that, that Forge have, and, and it doesn't look like a club that's content with just winning CPL titles. I mean, that's great, but the aspirations seem to expand beyond that. You know, they added a lot of depth uh, this past offseason. Yeah, and, and they were close last year, right? You know, two semifinals in the, the Canadian Championship and the CONCACAF League. So um, I, I think it has to be the case, you know, certainly for a team that's won two titles already like Forge, but for any team in the CPL that, you know, wants to be a top club in this league, it can't just be about this league. You know, it can't just be about the Canadian teams playing each other and beating each other. We need to go and prove ourselves internationally, whether that's, you know, playing against the, the MLS teams in the Canadian Championship or or playing uh, from clubs from different countries in, in the, the CONCACAF competitions. And we know that's going to ramp up. Um, with the Champions League changing as, as it is as well. So I, I think that's something that Bobby's always pretty clearly had his eye on. And yeah, he, he's going to continue to build the squad. And, and I think a bit of a, maybe a younger squad this year, bringing through some young players with, with big potential um, who could maybe be, be ready to, to tackle that Champions League when it comes. Yeah, and it's a good sign, not just for Forge fans, but, but I think Canadian soccer fans as a whole that... You know, the, the Canadian Premier League debuts, people are kind of like, oh, I don't know, like it's you know, to build a league from scratch. I mean, the, the, the graveyard of failed sports leagues is uh, it's vast. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, as you know, and, and I think Forge's approach kind of encapsulates the, the league as a whole, that this isn't a league just content on surviving and existing. I mean, they truly sought out to grow the game in this country. And I think it's reflective in even just Forge's uh, approach this season. Yeah, I think like the the reality is, it's Canada is like you know the the country with the most resources, the most developed country, whatever you want to call it, in the world that didn't have a men's professional soccer league, right? So the the potential is there. We've seen what can happen in countries like Australia, Japan, you know, countries that maybe people don't think about as the elite of the elite in terms of you know national teams and, and soccer leagues, but they've started their own leagues. Those leagues over you know ten twenty. 25 years now have reached a very competitive level and those teams have been regulars at the World Cup as a, as a result of building out that that kind of platform and infrastructure. So um, th there was always big potential here. At, at the same time, you know, it was never going to be a guarantee that the league was successful or, or, or even survives. But I think the way they've built it, they have a good model with the CSB and pooling all of the resources with the national teams and so on. And yeah, I, I think coming out of a pandemic and the way that could have disrupted the first few seasons of the league and did disrupt the first few seasons of the league we, we can feel pretty good about where things are and and where the clubs are yeah and there's there's a fine line too because I, I think you want to reward the fans that have been there from the start but in a lot of ways i mean this is still a brand new league because not only i sure it's been around you know they're going into their fourth season but 
Um, you know, COVID was kind of sandwiched to be, and I mean, it's still going on, but COVID slowed things down a bit. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, the league is still just welcoming by the day, new fans, new eyes. So as an analyst, you know, you do want to speak to those hardcore fans, but th- there's kind of a line there because you also want to be able to educate some of the newer eyes and ears uh, that are just being exposed to the league for the first time. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, we definitely think about that, that, you know, it's it's something where, the audience can't just, whether it's in stadiums or watching on broadcast, the audience can't just stay what it is, right? It needs to grow and we need to bring more people in. So I, I think that's definitely something we take into into account. At, at the same time, we don't want to talk down to people. You know, we don't want to be really simple and basic and kind of insult people's intelligence in that way. Like, uh, I, I think we try and cover the games with some depth and, and show show people, you know, why certain things are happening and, and the tactics of the game and, and so on. But yeah, it's definitely a great point, right? Like, the last two seasons, although we've got we've seen football on the pitch, we haven't really seen fans in the stands on on a regular basis until the end of of last year. So you almost can't really count them as as like real seasons for the CPL in terms of really being able to grow the products, you know, off field as as well as on it. And you're already seeing this season what what a difference it's making. You know, having fans in the stadiums again, building the excitement around the league again, and also just for the players, like having a preseason not having to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, because the, the schedule is so congested is, is making a major difference, I think, to the quality as well. All right. And just to back to Forge for a moment here, uh, what have you seen through those first first two matches? I mean, you followed this league and, and as close as anybody. When you see Forge through these first two games, what kind of jumps out at you? Just differences compared to maybe the prior winning seasons that Forge has had in terms, maybe from a tactical sp- uh, perspective, um, what Coach uh, Coach Bobby's doing? What have you seen that's maybe been a little different to start this season? Yeah, I, I think in terms of the way they play, I wouldn't say there's massive differences. It's more kind of evolution, I think, rather than major changes. I think most of the principles are still the same. They, you know, they obviously want to be a team that dominates the ball, dominates the game with the ball. Um, you know, they they like to get a lot of players in advanced positions when they have the ball to, to try and create chances and score goals and be an exciting team. So I, I don't think that's changed too much. It's just kind of the personnel that's that's changed in various places, like Taron Campbell coming in and Alessandro Hijabrapour and you know one or two other players. Probably the biggest difference right now is is probably the biggest challenge, right? Which is the defense. Um, and and when you lose players like. Kwame Awura and Alaman Cisse played in, in defensive positions at times. And then you have Daniel Kritzen out, obviously still recovering from that injury. That's just a really difficult situation to deal with. And, you know, I, I think Forge's performances by and large have, have been good, but there's just been those key moments where you see a mistake or two that's costly. And, you know, you can attribute that to what is a pretty makeshift defensive group right now with, with not a whole lot of experience of playing together. Yeah, and I mean, what do you, what can you do as a coach? I, I, you know, I think Coach Bobby's still trying to maybe uh, find a combination that works. Is there something you can do tactically? Can, can you incorporate the midfield more and just do things to maybe cover up some? And it's you know, again, this might be a great defensive unit going down the line, but right now there there have been some struggles. So I mean, what can you mm. do to kind of help that back line out? Yeah, I, I think it's quite difficult to mask it because Forge aren't going to change the way they play and the way they play involves the defenders taking the ball in sometimes risky positions and trying to connect passes, right? They're not just hitting the ball 70 yards long and and getting rid of it. You know, there is risk associated with that. And when you have young players or players playing out of position, maybe that is always going to cause you some, some challenges. Um, I, I think the good thing is again, going back to what we were talking about 
to, to begin with is that it's, it's a process, right? And and Forge, I think, are, are, are okay with seeing some mistakes right now because they know the players being put in this in these positions and being thrown into different positions or maybe minutes they didn't expect to have. It will make them better in the long run. You know, you, you see a young player like like Garvin Matusla, who I rate really highly. At the weekend against Cavalry, you know, he makes a mistake. He gives a ball away that that obviously leads to, to Cavalry's second goal. That, that's going to be a lesson for him, and, and that's something that will make him better. And th- there's no question about his potential and the potential of a number of, of the guys back there. So, a, again, in the long run, it may turn out to be kind of a blessing in disguise that you're seeing different players and the depth of the squad really tested, and they'll be better for that. All right, Oliver Platt, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. Forge FC will look to collect three points on Saturday against FC Edmonton. Kickoff at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton is scheduled for 4 o'clock. Tickets are on sale now. We'll see you there.